No energy? Always fatigued? Has your got up and go got up and went? Primrose Leafs Pro Max 365 helps to produce natural energy, increase endurance and stamina, improve performance during exercise, reduce pain from fibromyalgia, and is excellent for cardiovascular support. A doctor-designed, deliciously berry-flavored formula that's great for ages 18 to 99. Order Pro Max 365 and get the natural energy you've always wanted. Call 844-376-0007. Refuel daily with Pro Max 365 and get your life back. Our guest today is Kim Gravel, and she is the host of a group of number one shows on QVC and is a wildly successful entrepreneur, television personality, motivational speaker, and leader in the fashion and beauty industry. But most of all, she has a passion for people and seeing them rise. Her authentic, common-sense style has resulted in Kim being one of the most booked guests on The Steve Harvey Show. And in 2016, Kim partnered with the television and online retail giant QVC to launch her highly successful apparel line, Belle by Kim Gravel, and a year later, the Belle Beauty Cosmetic line. And in five years, Kim has grown her brands from zero to hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. But she is here to discuss her brand new book, Collecting Confidence, which invites you to look at yourself with a fresh new lens encouraging you to start where you are and become the person you were meant to be. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the multi-talented, the queen of QVC, the wonderfully confident Kim Gravel to the show. Welcome, Kim. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, I tell you what, I read your book. I was impressed. I was inspired. I was motivated. I was brought to a sense of peace. But you had a reality series, Kim of Queens, then QVC came calling, then multiple appearances on the Steve Harvey Show, and now a best-selling book. Are you amazed how far God has brought you? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm always in shock uh, because I've learned the hard way that the more I move out the way, the bigger he can take it. You know, less of me, more of him. I have learned that in uh yeah, it's been a journey. It's been an adventure, you know, and it's 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 still going strong. And I, I say in the book, you know, if God can do it for me, he will do it for you because I'm not the brightest. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the youngest. We don't talk about that. I'm not the prettiest. I'm not the most talented. But, you know, all God needs is a willing vessel. That's and all you, you said it. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize that they need to get to the point to say, God, I'm available. Yes. Send me. Not yes. that you can do it because God's going to equip you along the way. And we're going to get more into that. But I want to kind of bring up the QVC thing as an example. So QVC yeah. came calling. What was it like to go through the whole process before appearing on? for the first time with your fashion line. I mean, how big of a faith walk uh, was that experience in the beginning? Well, it, huge, it's massive. And you know, sometimes they say ignorance is bliss and I got the ignorance part down. So it, it was this, it was a journey though. I, and I look back over my life and um, to go into QVC, I'm telling you, you gotta be prepared. You've got to be financially, you know, sound. You have to be, you, know, you have to really take a risk. It's a huge risk. Um, um, but you have to be prepared to take that risk. And I look back over my life 
and I see all the mistakes and the messes I made in my life. I mean, big ones, huge ones. If you don't believe me, just get the book. And all of those mistakes were preparation to step into that calling, which was QVC for me at that time. So when you say I had to get ready, it was a lifetime of getting ready to be able to handle that kind of responsibility. Like you said, who he calls, he equips. Um, but I think we think equipping means, do we have enough money to do it? Or do we have enough talent to do it? Or we, you know, young enough, thin enough, pretty enough, whatever. That's not what he's talking about. When he says he equips, that means the experience of life that I went through. That's what equipped me to step into the QVC moment. So to answer your question, yes, it's been a lifetime of preparation to get there. Well, there, there was a statement in your book that I loved that many people, it's the life experience. It's, it's it for those who don't go to college university, don't feel yeah. guilty because you didn't right. go or you couldn't afford to go. Life experience is the Harvard degree that most people will receive in life. And that actually gets them farther than any piece of paper hanging on the wall. It's so funny that you say that because we're, we're, we're leveling up our company and hiring some new talent and some new people. And um, I don't even look to see if they have a college degree anymore. That's how much I value personal experience. And, and not necessarily personal experience in the field I'm in. If you have lived experience in different scenarios, um, like some, some people watching have, have dealt with major trauma and you've lived through it, you're on the other side of it, and, and you don't even know what an education that was. I mean, there's so many things that we value earthly. You know, we're always telling our kids, go to school, get an education, but I don't, I'm not so sure, which is great. I want my kids to move out. I've got a junior uh, uh, and he'll be a junior next year in his senior year. I want him to move out and go to college and live on his own. But I don't, I don't, I think that life experience, we either A, take for granted or don't realize what an amazing teacher it is. God allows us to go through things, but he doesn't use those messes. They don't, the messes of our life and the mistakes of our life don't mess us up. They make us up. They make us who we are if we let them. Exactly. And and I'm the, I'm the same way where I don't look at college education to prove oh. that you're smart. I don't care if you went. I don't care if you didn't go. It doesn't lessen your value whatsoever. So for a lot of people, they, they're trying to place their value either into a piece of paper or wishing that yes. they had a piece of paper but that's not where the value is. The value comes from what you have to start loving yourself. Come on now. That's a whole nother show. Well, <laughs> in your house. book, you there, you know, you tell the story when you got married the first time and your mother looked at you and said, you're an idiot. You're a total idiot. I, Don't do it. And I laughed. But then there was the section where, you know, you went down to the basement. It's, it's hotter than Hades down there. And your father said something to you that yeah. stopped you in your tracks. Can you kind of elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, I remember it. It was a life-changing moment for me. I think I was in my 30s. Well, I was because I just had my first son. So I was like 37, 36 or 37. And I gained a bunch of weight. And, you know, as a former pageant queen, you know, we're always taught be thin, be skinny, be perfect. And so um, I wasn't. And I was downstairs and I was a new mom. I was exhausted. I thought my career was in the toilet. I thought my life was just that, changing diapers and raising kids, which wasn't that exciting to me. 
I love my children and it was a blessing to be a stay-at-home mom, but it was, y'all, that's the toughest job out there. So I was sitting downstairs in, in my parents' uh, basement. My dad was retired and I was just crying. I, you know how you do. You, I was on a big pity party. And he looked at me. I said, I've gained 50 pounds. I look terrible. I feel terrible. And he just looked at me and very calmly said, Kim, you're not a fat girl. You're just living like one. And I, my mind was blown. You know, so many times in our lives, we use our circumstances that we're in currently as an excuse not to move forward. That's what I was doing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop right there because for the past week, I've been thinking about the story in the Bible where the, the man is crippled yes, and he gives Jesus the excuse that I can't get to the water when the angel disrupts the water to be the first one down there. So he's given the excuse that he can't get there. Right. So he's sitting in the same excuse. Yes. And when, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, how many people are living by the excuse? They're living in a cage with no lock on the door and they don't realize they can walk out from it. Correct. Correct. And that's what was happening to me. And I was sitting there in my circumstance, which was, yeah, I needed to lose 50 pounds. I needed to do a lot of things. I knew I, I, what I was saying was truth. <laughs> it wasn't a lie. I wasn't believing a lie. It was the truth. But what we do with the truth is what matters. If God is a God of creation, of love, of absolute purpose, that means we have access to all of that through him. Our excuses and our circumstances are just temporary. It's just in this moment. That's what my dad was saying. You're not a fat girl. You're just living like you are. Quit living like you are. Live out of the truth of who God has created you to be. Don't live out of your circumstance. And when he said that to me, everything, the way I thought my mindset, everything came alive. And I started working on things that matter, which a, a lot of times we major on the minors. We work on things that really do not move the needle. Or if they do, they move it very slow. Yes, you should start eating right and exercising to lose weight. That's, that's logic, right? But sometimes it's not a logical problem. It's a spiritual problem. And for me, that's what, what it was. I was looking at the wrong thing. So I turned my eye and, and my focus to him and his word. And that's when the change started happening. That's when the real adventure began. Well, let me ask you this, because wasn't that after you had already tasted the world of television? And no, no. Oh, no, you have not been on TV yet. No. Oh, not with the Kim and Queen, Kim, Kim no. and Queens yet. Oh, okay. I had a little community television, but at that point when I had my son, I thought my life was over. You know, I thought at 36, that's it. That's all I got. You know, that's it. Now I'm just going to be a stay-at-home mom and do whatever. But that's when the adventure began. It, it really began that moment in that basement when I started looking at the truth of who God is and what he created me to be. And I'm telling you, when you shift that focus of what you're looking at out of your circumstance to who you are in him, your life will explode. Now, let me tell you, when, explosions are great. 
but there's a lot of like shrapnel. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of issues. You know, there's a lot of uh, when you ex- when something explodes, it's not always easy. So I'm not saying your life is going to be easy and breezy and everything's going to fall in line. I mean, the real work began, but I, he sustained me. He gave me energy. He gave me focus. He gave me a reason. I always say to anybody that I bring on our team, why the buy? Why should someone buy what you're selling? So if you don't have your why in place, if you don't have that purpose in what God's called you to do, no one's going to buy, baby. They're Mm -hmm. not. You got to know your why. And that's why I wrote the book. Um, Collecting confidence is, is not something you do. It's something you've already done. You've, everybody has confidence and you've been collecting it throughout your whole life experience. This is just a journey for you to think back to where your calling started and, 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 it's not too late to get started now. That's why I say start where you are. You don't have to clean up. You don't have to educate yourself up. You just have to start. Take the first step. That's where the confidence lies. And I, and that's exactly where it's at. And you know, a lot of people always say, you know, I'm still trying to find my calling. The thing sure. is that God's already giving you yeah. little signs of that calling. Yes. Oh, you get it. And you have to, you know, it's kind of like Psalms 4610. Be still and know that I'm God. Sit down, shut your cell phone off, get away from the computer, sit there and go, okay, yeah. let me look back. What are all of the signs as he's been trying to show me? And let's put these little pieces together. And that could actually be your starting point right now. But you have a statement in your book and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh-oh. And it says, Sometimes our routines are just ruts in disguise. Now, where did that happen for you and how do you get out of those ruts? Oh, routines are, they're needed. They're needed for self-discipline. So I don't, before everybody starts texting, tweeting, twerking me and telling me, you know, everybody needs routine. Routines are good, but sometimes they become ruts. And when I mean routines, that's not just, I'm getting up, I'm going to work out, I'm going to work. I'm talking about the routine of our thinking. I'm bad about this. I'm on a high, high, high. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a type A person. So I, I see it either really high or it's at the depths. I mean, there's very few middle ground for me. So I have to really work on that. But in my thinking, I have this bad routine. I'm not going to call it a habit. I'm going to say it's a routine that I go through. I'm, I'm, something's going great. We hit a snag. It just happened to me this morning. And then I start my, my, my thought process. My thought pattern just starts... Well, this is never going to work. I mean, I start, well, here we go. Here it goes again. And I'll just start the routine of stinking thinking. And it is a, doesn't stop you because nothing can stop your call. It just slows you down. And when I say your routines are ruts in disguise, a lot of people are in the, they're in the ditch. They're in the rut of their, of their way of thinking or, or of their, um, how they're, I mean, even like, your marriage can get in a rut. The routine of just goodbye, see you later. You've got to change it up. You've got to be aware sometimes that you are in a ditch, but there is some steps to crawl out of it. You just got to switch that mindset. Yeah, and I I literally had to start highlighting so much of your book. Now your book looks orange. <laughs> and... Because there's so much there that I cannot wait 
to read it a second time. So where so now that I can slow down a bit, read each page, and instead of preparing for an interview, I can really so now I was soaking it in as I was reading it along. But I love another statement you said, faith picks up where hard work and logic leaves off. Mm-hmm. Uh, how and where did that apply to your life? Oh, now it applies to every area because I've learned when you apply faith, that is the supernatural secret ingredient that really levels up your life. Um, hard work, gotta do, you got to work hard. You have to work hard. And you have to be logical and you have to think about your processes and the things you do to be successful. But I know many people who do the hard work, which pays off, and have the intelligence, the logic, which also pays off, that doesn't have that supernatural anointing favor that I've experienced in my life. And and, and let's just use my business for an example. When I tell you I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, I'm not, I'm not being self-deprecating when I say that. It's absolute truth. My comprehension, I have to read something 17 times to even understand what it meant the first time. And so for me, I had no choice. I didn't have the intellect. I didn't have the logic. I worked hard, but I didn't work smart. When you faith, when you put faith behind our humanness, our hard work, our intelligence, the little bit of talents that God gives us, when you add that that element of faith to it, that's what makes it magnetic. That's what makes it, there's nothing God can't do. Somebody says, well, it's over for me. I'm a certain age, I can't do it. There's no, My mom is 76 years old and is probably the number one model on QVC for us. Swimsuits too, she's not in swimsuits. So I just want to tell you, it's never too late. You're never too early. You're right on time to do exactly what God wants you to do. But faith can can speed that up. Faith can make it bigger. It's faith in him and what he has for you that multiplies it. That That's true. And it's all he's ever asked us to do is trust him in everything. It's so hard, though. It's so hard. Oh, I, yeah, and, and I like the fact that you brought up the fact that we're human. Right. We're not perfect. He no. knows we're not perfect. Right. But he has the patience, mm. you know, I, in us. Today, to, they were to talking to me. About, yeah, you're right. I, I, you, just, you just spawned something. You just excited me when you said that because I was talking to somebody yesterday about, um, um, she's like, I just don't, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy of this. I said, I, I know. <laughs> That's the good thing. When we realize that we're, we are not worthy, but he is, he has called us and loves us and it's him that makes us worthy. It's him. Like when you get to a point where you're like, I can't do this. I, I don't even deserve this. Good. That's a good place to be. You're, you're on the right path. That's it. Now you have, Kim, you have some incredible, ladies and gentlemen, she has some very incredible wise nuggets in her book, Collecting mm-hmm. Confidence. Now, Kim, and I, and I had to choose, pick some of them out because there's so many. One of them is, when was the time you took a risk on you? Don't despise any part of yourself because every bit of what you've done is part of who you are and who you're called to be. This is great stuff. I mean, 
I pray and I pray and I hope that you are coming out with a daily devotional on this book, Collecting Confidence. We are. We are. We, we're having a confidence course, too, because I truly believe that people need this is, you know, we live in such a selfish society. And what I mean by that, we're, we live in such a self-serving society where it's all about me, 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 me. I see it through social media. I, I, I participated in myself. I'm not judging it. I'm telling you, I'm doing it too, y'all. So we're all in the same boat. But I want to talk to you about being a little selfish in the way that you have this one-on-one -on -one relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So... That's the most, that kind of selfishness, that kind of self-care that you just sit with the Lord and you he, you, he pours into you and you read his word and you allow him to change you from the inside out. That is a selfishness that will go on to live forever, to influence other people. So, so I am a little selfish, but I, the things I'm selfish about is my time with him my focus on him. Like I have so many meetings. I, yesterday I was just like, I got angry. I said to my people, I'm not doing any more meetings. I'm tired of meeting. Okay. I don't even have time to have my quiet time and I'm ill as a hornet. So don't make no more meetings for me. And, and that, that was selfish. I need my time with him. You need your time with him. And, and, and what is this? We get so busy. Those ruts, those routines take over and we miss what, what is what he has for us because of that? Yeah, you know, the the busyness it's gets bad. in the way. It does. And, you know, in a, in a real short, super, as short as I can make this story, I mean, when 2023 started, mm -hmm. things were blowing and going and great. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I yep. need to take about a week or two, yep. step back. In, in April, but then when I decided to do that, it seems like every publicist was sending me worthless pitches, mm. clickbait topics, and I'm like, I'm I don't do that stuff. And all of a sudden it's like the drill the, the well dried up and I'm like and then I then one morning I woke up, came into my office, and the Lord goes, You notice your routine's off? And I went routine. So then I, I, I started this, I started reading my devotion. The first thing comes up goes, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. And I went, Oh Lord, I repent because yep. I didn't start my day seeking him first. I was scanning the internet, just trying to wake up first. Ooh. And I'm like, no. So immediately I changed my routine. I walked in to my office the next morning, didn't turn anything on, opened up my Bible, started reading, started doing my devotions, and then I set a timer. I set a timer for my prayer time because I was struggling, and I'm like, okay, be still and know that I'm God. So then within a week's time, I get an email, and all of a sudden they go, hey, and it, and it was a PR firm from London, and they go, you know, you, we loved when you did all the interviews with all the Oscar directors earlier this year. Would you do those for us for the Cannes Film Festival and Tribeca Film Festival? And I went, yeah, send me the list. So they sent me the list. And I just looked at them. I mean, like, 
five seconds, I went, I'll do them all. Now, everybody thought I was crazy because my schedule was already, it was working, but then all of a sudden, it was like God poured out. And the moment I said yes, it exploded. It exploded. So, and I'm already booked into August. Right. That's what and I'm saying. You got to trust the Lord, but you got to put him first. That put includes him giving first. him you gotta, time. You've got to be selfish with that too. Meaning you've got to protect that. That's the kind of selfishness God can get behind. It's when you go, no, 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 this is my time with the Lord. And, and I, I love how you said it because I get excited because that's exactly what happened to me. When I put him first, it exploded. I'm telling y'all. And it might seem cheesy in Sunday school. And there's so many people say, Kimber, I don't believe in God. I'm like, that's okay. He believes in you. Just do, do. I, I have had so many people who say, I don't even, what is God about? What is Jesus about? What is all this about? I'm like, just get quiet. Read a couple of scriptures. He'll tell you. I don't even have to tell you. He'll tell you. And that's, that's where I think believers walking in their calling and in their purpose they don't eat. That is the, that's some of the Jesus people will ever see is you living out that calling of your life in a way that shows God's power. Well, let's add something to that because your book really confirms a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So you, we put the Lord first in our life and okay. So let's you both, you and I are both in agreement and the Lord will the explosive things can happen, but yeah. don't you notice that when he gives you an overflow and these amazing open doors, but then you notice that yourself, you all, all of a sudden faith rises up in you. And now you're the one moving forward. Maybe you're going to cold call somebody, maybe because there's somebody that you want to work with or connect with, or maybe you email them out of the blue. They don't know you from Adam. And all of a sudden, bam, connections made. And then you have a relationship that moves forward in new areas because you spent time alone with the Lord first. Yeah. He, he gave you the blessing to show you that he's listening and he sees what you're doing. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the word says, Kim, he looks to and fro to those who are loyal to him. It, but that's where he gives you the confidence. That's why the book. That's you it. You don't have to. You, I, mean, I see all these people and uh, all these self-help books and all this, which are they're great. All of them are great. Great information. Fantastic. But it, it really, you ain't got to work that hard. You really don't. Well, you said something in your book that if you're too comfortable, you might not be on the right path. So right. when something activates you, and I love this, or aggravates you, pay attention. Can you give us an example? Oh yeah, I'm in the aggravation stage right now, because um, we're in a growth mode, and and it's it's frustrating because when you are in a growth mode, you depend on other people to you know see this vision come to pass. So, and I'm aggravated all the time, and I, I and I said to my business partner who I'm going to lunch with in a little bit. And, and she says, we just need to talk this out. And I said, we do. We got to go to lunch to talk it out because we, we've been, we're best friends too. And what's aggravating me is that I'm not so sure this is the right thing for me. And I've said yes to something. I might have said, let me think about it. Let me pray about it. And so when something aggravates, or it can be, 
Oh, Kim, I'm about to slap you in the next week, little girl. That's could be God going, you're going to have to do this one. So you've got to, you've got to understand that when you are, um, when things are going easy and well, that should only last for about a season because we have an enemy that's, that's also roaming to and fro. And a lot of times it's either God shutting down a door or it's your being attacked. But if you don't get still and know, like you said, you will not be able to move forward in the healthiest, most productive way. But if it aggravates you or there's obstacles, nine times out of 10, it's your growth moment. And he's taking you to a whole nother level and it's never comfortable or easy ever. And so if you're on this faith walk and this faith journey and you're doing it in confidence, you're going to be aggravated and upset and have obstacles every step of the way. It's never going to be easy. It might be effortless, but it won't be easy. Well, let me add something to that because when I read the part where you said, or something that aggravates you, and ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand something. If there's something out there that aggravates you, it, 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 it rubs you the wrong way. You may, to, may need to go to the Lord to find out. Maybe he's calling you to be the one to go out there and maybe fight against certain elements. I mean, I know people who were, who got angry and aggravated about sex trafficking and human trafficking and homelessness. So what are they doing? They're on the front lines fighting those things because it's a sign. It's a sign. Aggravation is not a bad thing. It could be, it could be propelling you to something greater for his glory. That's it. it, Nine times out of 10 is. If it activates you, aggravates you, it, 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 it stirs something inside. That's that saying God's going, hello, hello. That's what he's doing. Well, you know, the Lord's, well, yeah, and Kim, the Lord says that, you know, whatever concerns you concerns me. Yeah, amen. And, but there was something else that I loved about your book because I want a lot of people to realize this. And ladies and gentlemen, you have got to buy mm. Kim's book, Collecting Confidence. Listen, one of the elements of your book that I really loved was the many examples or stories that you tell about people labeling other people, maybe calling them losers or not good enough. How can we break those negative labels off of us? It's who you listen to. Who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to listen to? Let me tell y'all something. Don't take this the wrong way. But when someone says so-and-so, I've met every, um, I've met so many celebrities. I've met so many important people. And they put on their drawers one leg at a time, just like we all do. And let me tell you something. Who are you listening to? Are you listening to some random person on social media who, who just sits behind a keyboard and has an opinion? Good for them. They've got an opinion. God bless. What does that got to do with you? Are you listening to something even that your parents said when you were growing up? You know, are, are we listening? What? Who are we listening to? And, and whenever you have something or someone is calling you something, you've got to, and I had an experience with my son to the point he had something, it's in the book, happened to him very young. And I'm so grateful that it happened because now I said, I can say I'm not the smartest person, but through him, I have wisdom and I'd rather have wisdom than intelligence any day. 
exactly at it it's all in who you listen to and how you look at it and so fill your mind full of what god says that you are because people are always going to let you down i'll let you down your mama and daddy will let you down. everybody gonna let you down the only person you should be the only entity the only word you should be listening to is that of the lord and what he says about you because God don't Amen. create no junk. He don't. I don't care what anybody says. That that's true. Now, my one of my favorite chapters in the book is called mm. "Faith It yeah. Till You Make It." You got to. I mean, get, give us a little nugget of that because I think there's a lot of people watching and listening that need to understand. You know, I always heard the term "fake it till you make it." No, faith it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Explain. Well, I mean, everything's fake now. You know, we got fake filters, fake height, social media accounts. We got fake teeth, fake face, fake everything. And let me tell you something. I'm not judging that because I love a little Botox every now and then. So I'm not judging that. But really what I mean is you have to faith it to you. You've got to believe. You've got to believe in who God says you are. And you've got to believe you're created for a purpose. And that is what takes you higher Faking it only, I mean, faking who you are is, oh, it's, it's a waste of time. Because a lot of times when we're pretending to be something we're not, we're missing out on valuable time where we could be really transparently who we are created to be. And at the end of the day, that's what everybody, that's the big question. I go around and speak to so many people and I say, raise your hand if you know you have a calling, if you know there's a reason for you being here and everybody raises their hand. I say, okay, put it down. And then I say, raise your hand if you know what that is. And it's crickets, dead silence, because everyone knows they're created for a purpose, but we're so distracted by faking our lives. We never get to what that really is and and getting about doing it. That's exactly right. Now, Kim, what is your hope that your book, Collecting Confidence, will accomplish in other people's lives? I hope it just sparks a little bit of energy and a little bit of hope and a little bit of self-reflection that people really can sit down and say, why am I here and what am I going to do about it? Because I'm telling you, when you figure out your why and your calling and your purpose, nothing's going to stop you. It is, it is supernatural. It is energy. It is life. And I will tell you something. We're not talking about that enough in the churches. I know a lot of people who have Jesus and are strong believers and Christians and are still living this empty. What am I doing here? Life? It's not, it, I'm telling you just because you accept Christ as your savior, which is, Hey, that's the number one responsibility, but he has a reason for you being here and living out that faith walk of your life. Get busy figuring out what that is. That's right. And here's the thing. Even when you ask the Lord, Lord, can you confirm this for me? Is this path right for me? Or whatever direction, the Lord will always answer confirming. Always. He He doesn't want you lost. Yeah, you found Jesus, but he doesn't want you lost and missing that calling. He's a shepherd. Yeah. Exactly. 
So Kim, where can everyone buy your book, Collecting Confidence? Everywhere books are sold. Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, uh, Target.com, Walmart, everywhere. Everywhere books are sold. And I will tell you, you know, my book is great. I love it. I'm proud of it. But there's nothing like the word of God. Start there first. Start there first. There is such power in the word. It's alive, you know, and, and collecting confidence is full of scriptures too, but it's honestly my journey and how I have found my calling and living it out in the fullest at 51. So if I can do it, anybody can. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I will, I will give you a little uh, tip. Start your day. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all those things will be added unto you. That means the necessities of life. But he will also grant the desires of your heart because he says in his word, delight in me and I will grant those desires of your heart. So when you start your mornings with the word of God, once you finish, then read a few pages or or read a chapter in Cameron's book. Sure. Okay, because I, I like... The, because you're going to be able to relate to Kim. She's open. She's transparent. Like she said, she's human. So total. <laughs> she puts it all out there for all of us to see. And terribly flawed. <laughs> we need people like that. So ladies and gentlemen, Kim Gravel's book, Collecting Confidence, is giving you permission for you to stand up for yourself and to stand up to yourself. Now, it. God, God created you as a masterpiece because he doesn't create anything less. You are more magnificent than anything Michelangelo ever created. Now, mm-hmm. Kim's book will help you to find you. Kim says it, says it herself. Everything in your life is threaded together like a beautiful, fully designed, one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to be still. Listen mm-hmm. to God. Start collecting confidence, one step, one lesson, one experience, even one mistake at a time. Mm -hmm. You may have had a hard childhood that shaped you. You may have been marginalized or maybe held back. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and it's time for you to find you. So Kim Gravel's book, Collecting Confidence, is just the jumpstart. You need to grow into what God called you to be and do. Now, if you want to shape your outlook and don't know how, buy the book. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Like I said before we started this interview, I was was excited. I'm still excited to meet you and to talk about this incredible book. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your confidence with all of us today. Well, God bless you and uh, keep on keeping on and let's all collect our confidence together. Amen. Amen to that. And as for me, ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you next time.